This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Mikey on Joy. Over 60% of Australian households own pets, but would you know what to do if a furry friend needed emergency medical attention, Mikey? No, God, no. I'd I'd probably give him some pats and and, and live a treat. (laughs) That's right. Well, joining us in the studio this morning to talk about pet first aid is RSPCA Victoria's head vet, Dr Emma Bronce. Emma, welcome to Joy. Thanks for having me. Emma, I've got got out the gate, pet first aid, are we talking about giving mouth to mouth? Is that a thing for your animal that you can do? It is a thing, but that's not really what this is about. Our sort of what we're talking about is being prepared, being ready in case of an emergency so that people remain calm and in control of the situation as much as possible. Okay. What would be one of those... Like, Can you give me a hypothetical where I'd need to be prepped and ready just to save my little furry friend, Oscar? Well, I suppose similar if you're animals started to make an unusual sound or started to look like they were choking if you're involved in a car accident with your animal. So there's lots of different incidents where you might need to be in control and think clearly. Okay. Do the techniques we use change depending on the type of animal or even the size of the animal? Yeah, yeah. So in particular for something like CPR, um, if you were going to do it on an animal, it really is quite dependent on the size of the animal, exactly what's going on, why we think it might be occurring as to where we, what our best steps are. Okay. In my first aid kit, I've got dead old some band-aids and and, a little pair of scissors. What do I need for my doggy uh, first aid kit? (laughs) Um, First off, you need like easy access to like your vet's contact number. So know where that is, have it available um, so that you know who to call or if you're panicked to go, hey, can you give my vet a call if you're in that situation? In terms of like first aid stuff, bandages and those sorts of things are really important. Um, But it is about... And then also we have a little first aid guide and a lot of it is also about sort of things you might need in evacuation, you know, like their okay. lead, their, their toys, those of sorts course. of things. Yeah. Well, they want the little possessions so they're calm yeah. and their bed. Yeah. Oh, this, little, I haven't even thought about this. You've got to have your little emergency plan. I'm going to go home and I'm going to really start brainstorming. Yeah. What's like, what's the number one on my emergency plan? So I've got a dog lead, some toys, like food. Food's a big one, right? Food, yep. Also, um, like... Certificates for their vaccination, their registration and their microchip. Because if you um, get lost or, you know, you are evacuated from your home for a long time and your dog or pet might have to be placed somewhere, that sort of information is pretty important. It's almost like our passport or driver's Mm. licence. Get out of town. My guy needs his little ID, huh? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Isn't that cute? I'm going to hang around him like a little necklace or something. Yeah. You'd love it. Uh, So, Emma, if if an animal is in pain or uncomfortable, um, like... They don't know what's going on. They're probably uh, a little, you know, nervous. They might be aggressive. How, how do we stay safe when we need to, you know, help a pet in, in need like that? Yeah, I suppose that's exactly right. You have to consider that if your animal's in pain or distress, it might not act the way that that it would otherwise so it might not like want to come up and lick you it might actually be acting in fear and sometimes that can result in injury so you really have to say for example if your animal's having a seizure make sure the area is safe and clear rather than actually going up and trying to sort of touch them or or actually sort of try to pat them like you might want to do to comfort them like like you would a human right yeah exactly right if they're distressed or injured but trying to run away from you then it might be that you might have to get a large blanket or towel if the animal's of a good size and try to pick them up like that again so you're trying to protect them make them feel safe but recognizing they're not going to act the way that they might if they were otherwise well yeah sure okay 
Yeah. Is there an ambulance service for puppies or, or for other animals? Like, I'm not a cat guy, but I'm sure cats need it as well. <laughs> Goldfish one? Uh, some councils have different services and there are mobile vets and things like that, but quite often you will have to transport your animal in, in your own car. Okay. Yeah. And if you like, don't have a car, what would be the option? Well, in those situations, it would be about um, having your mobile phone on you. Again, knowing your contact list, who you're going to sort of call. I mean, lots of times, particularly in sort of those areas of road traffic accidents, people will hopefully stop, be, yeah. be able to provide assistance. Yeah. So we know we call triple O if there's a human emergency. So the, the point of call for a pet emergency would be your vet, an animal hospital. Yeah, yeah. There are heaps of good 24-hour vet clinics around. Right. And most of those actually also have um, a nurse that can, like give you advice over the phone so particularly if you're at home and it's late at night and you know your bed's closed there's lots of them that you can give a call to say hey my my animal's doing x y and z what do you think most of the time when you if you're that worried and you're calling a vet it's not about do i need to go now it's about when you want to go is an emergency they go right now to come see you or can it wait till like the morning when my when my bed's open right i've never given this any thought and I want to know more. Is there like a class I could take, like a like a Lamar's class, but for animals? Is that a <laughs> yeah? Thing? In fact, the RSPCA runs like a pet first aid course through our short courses. So we do that sort of. It's a four hour course that we do occasionally. I think our next one's in October, and you can go and learn yeah, like a bit of CPR or how to bandage your leg and those sorts of things, and just yeah, figure out your plan. Right, that'd be really interesting. I'd love to we do, should do that. that. Yeah, a little puppy course. Andy's got two dogs up? at home. He's a he's a crazy dog lady. So I think yeah, yeah, I'd be all about Let's that. Do it. Okay, so we can go to just the RSPCA website. Is that yeah, rspcavic.org.au, and then follow the links to our short courses. And there's a pet first aid. Brilliant. All the all the links to these things will be on our socials. You can come join us. Come we come in October. We'll all do a little puppy <laughs> course. Wouldn't that be cute? Let's Maybe do, do a whole event out of it. Yep. Thank it's you happening. so much for coming in this morning. That was brilliant. I'm gonna I'm gonna go give my dog some love this morning when I go home. I'll give him some love and I'm gonna plan my my first aid. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you. Wake up with Tom and Mikey Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune into ninety four point nine in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Find all our podcasts at tomandmikey.com. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Joy podcasts where you want them when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.